whenever I have to go to like Red Hook or like anything like that, I have some friends that live there. It's like it's literally takes me almost three hours. It's so almost not worth it. Yeah, no, it's it's the uh, the meme, but not meme about how people only date uh, within certain neighborhoods because it's just not <laughs> yeah. it's just not tenable. There's no yeah. fucking way. Like, there's like good pussy, then there's like three transfer good pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've never seen either in New York. Yeah. If you're trying to make me go go on a fucking six after like transferring three times for 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 a dick appointment, I'm 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 good. <laughs> if if I have to transfer that many times, like I just want to get there and fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. just like a 1950s like like tank top guy, just just a hairy ass shoulder Italian coming in, going, I don't want to talk and laying down, letting my food get cold. <laughs> That's my romantic evening after three transfers. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Ringless Board. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful, and today we have uh, Babs from Clout Grifters. The the listener is blessed with two of the hottest e girls in posting today. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I I I forgot we were on that uh that chart together as as you were one of the uh, the good e girls, I believe. <laughs> yes, I was uh, and remain a good e girl. Uh, yeah, you were you were chaotic evil. Uh, I got yeah. lawful neutral, which. Uh, Questionable. Questionable. Yeah, uh, very questionable. I, I kinda I kinda get it in the sense that like I do not care. Like like leave me alone. I just want to stay neutral. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just here to to post and uh, uh, maybe do a little bit of mutual aid offline. Do not DM me trying to you know literally Babs, does this happen to you? Literally, what? I would say once a week, people get in my DMs and go like, uh, one of, a guest you had on your podcast uh, said something pretty problematic about Mossad. I need you to weigh in here. People I've never <laughs> known. <laughs> once a um, week. I'm used to like the sugar daddy guys because like, I'm going to get that if I do the bit. Like, if I put Slavic sugar baby in, in the profile, you know, you buy the ticket, take the ride the on that one. Yeah, that's fine. But like <laughs> at the moment, you're like, damn, we need to get someone uh, on the right ideological strain of thought. And the person we need for this is the fucking potato with teeth, uh, dumb and awful, <laughs> the, the fucking <laughs> seven foot slob who can't read. He needs to be the arbiter on this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I get those, but mostly my DMs are just people sending me weird onion memes or just dick pics. Like, honestly, that's like the majority of my of my requests, <laughs> which, so you know, grim. It's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, I get another of those things. That that is, I mean, I'm basically living the best e girl life because I'm getting all of the stolen valor and none of the dick pics. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm surprised I, that you just haven't gotten any dick pics. Maybe it's because they've some people have like actually realized that you're not an e girl. I don't know. Uh, I, I, not as many as you would hope, actually. <laughs> Ev says uh, I, I have an intimidating aura, which fair. That's what I want. I I'm Excuse lawful. Me, yeah. Lawful neutral might uh, make sense because I'm just Switzerland here. Like, I, I'm extremely <laughs> off-putting. I'm sitting on an awful lot of Nazi gold, and my ideas are basically wrong, but now's not the time. <laughs> How are you not... I, 
I don't see you as lawful. Like, chaotic makes sense. Neutral is fine. I get that. Chaotic though. It's gotta be chaotic. I'm see, very I'm not evil. That 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 was so unfair for me. Wait, is that what you got? That. Yeah, she got yeah, chaotic got, I, evil. Oh, I'm that's... so nice. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a genuine insult. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's fine. People were just like, oh, it's because she eats onions or whatever. And I was like, get the fuck over it, okay? Can we can we please? Because I feel like I'm 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 a good person. I feel like I should be like chaotic good or something like that. It's fine. I well, know. I look. I don't mean to uh, to uh, cast aspersion on you know the 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 way that Meg evaluates character. Uh, although again, uh, it, it was included there. Uh, but <laughs> all of the the lawful row was Slavic, Eastern, <laughs> Eastern <laughs> European ass Slavs. Which I'm going go mm, by history. That seems mm, d- debatable yeah, at best. I don't know about that one. Everyone was, uh, thinks who- I'm Russian, though. I oh oh, that's the other thing I get in DMs. A lot of people think I'm Russian, but I'm just stealing Russian valor by saying little babushka, and so I just get a bunch of fucking people just typing me in in just Cyrillic, and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck. What you're sort of D tier fucking Blanca main ethnicity do you have that you would steal Russian valor? <laughs> um, I'm English, so. <laughs> oh, question asked and answered. Yeah, yeah, that's fine then. Actually, that's that's like when a, a a young kid with disabilities puts on a Batman outfit. You're like, fine, that's fine. I mean, yeah. normally it'd be a trademark issue, but in this case, just let him ride. Yeah, <laughs> you just have to be enough of like a white mutt like me, where people just go, yeah, that guy's not gonna agree with me. Move along. <laughs> One time, I was checking my phone at the American Museum of Natural History for too long and a usher came up and put me back inside the exhibit for Neanderthals. (laughs) (laughs) It sucked. Luke Wilson does not come out at night. You just get really cold. (laughs) But yeah, I, um, I, I, I'm a fan of Babs. I listened to uh, Clout Grifters, you know, before they did their last episode, of course, uh, which they keep doing. Um, (laughs) Do you want to uh, throw something out for Clout Grifters? What's that show about? Uh, well, we're, we're on hiatus right now. We'll probably be coming back in a little bit. Um, just, you know, we talk about kind of just daily grifts and stuff like that. And it's just a bunch of fun. It's always a good time. But I loved one story you told recently, like really resonated with me. And I, I was hoping maybe you could just recap it here. But you had to explain to your mother that she was a boomer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So she she doesn't understand what like generational terms mean so basically like and we actually did this like the other day like on mother's day when i called her and she was just like well wait if i was born in in the 1960s then that's not when when world war ii happened and i was like yeah but like it has to do with like the the period after world war ii mom like like the you know like that generation and she was like no no no, that doesn't make any sense like blah blah blah. and i was just like okay like whatever but the one thing is is that i've slowly due the due to the pandemic this is kind of off topic been converting her to more socialist ideas which has been very interesting where i'm kind of navigating the words without saying marxism and just talking about workers because she's an old conservative lady so oh, nice. she's well, kind I mean, of starting to see my points a little bit more because, and then she's just like, well, Nancy Pelosi. And I'm like, yeah, Nancy Pelosi sucks. And this is why. And so it's kind of nice finding some common ground there. I mean, that is nice, but I like you already said, she's a boomer who doesn't realize she's a boomer. I assumed conservative. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I just honestly, Babs, I'm, I'm fucking, I, I, it's inspiring that you tried to, and that you continue to try to like sell them on the left because I, I've basically given up. Like I, when I was listening to the podcast, you said like, yeah, well, that's the era where baby boomers come from. And you said your mom was like, well, that's the group that everyone hates. Right. 
That's yeah. I'm not one. I'm not one of those. And it's like, what do you do at that moment? Everyone, everyone has to make that decision now with their boomer parents, right? <laughs> it's it's like the uh, the Santa Claus isn't real moment, but for your yeah. elderly boomer parents, not the kids. Like, well, yeah, you know that boomer term you've been talking a lot about. Um, that's about you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she's, she's kind of, because like she now checks my Twitter, which I don't know how I feel about that, but she started to ask me like what Boomer meant because she just saw me talking about it on Twitter. And then now the other day she asked me what Pog meant and what Simp meant. And that was honestly a much harder conversation than the, <laughs> than the Boomer conversation. <laughs> Sweetie, when you said, when you said you were going to spit in your Simp's mouths, what is it? What did that mean? Is that a lingo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've just given up. Um, I just, I've tried with my dad. I've tried with with plenty of of people of that generation uh and it's just it's too much of a fucking lift to get them to go from the fukuyama view of just like total material excess in a liberal democracy end of history to like wait a second i'm the bad guy i thought all these fucking ll bean fleeces came off of trees who's really like that <laughs> it's just not gonna happen uh well for me my we my family we we lost everything in 2008 so that was kind of one of those things that I think was a little bit easier for them to kind of slowly see things. And they're, they've, they've shifted a little bit more towards, I mean, my dad is a lost cause, but my, my mom, I think she's starting to see that like the government doesn't work for you. And like, I think 2008 made it a little bit easier to talk to her about things, but she just doesn't have enough political awareness to realize that she might not be a conservative. She just knows that she hates Nancy Pelosi. So, like, I think it's kind of easier for me to talk to her through that because I'm like, yeah, the rich are stealing from you. Like, you know what I mean? My parents had nothing before 08 and we had nothing after. Honestly, being Slavic is basically perfectly adapted to our new reality. <laughs> but they never had anything before, but they're still boomers. Like, my mom uh, interrupted the last original cast airing of, of Hamilton on Broadway to shout, I love you, Hillary. <laughs> because Hillary was in the audience. God herself. damn. That is some real dark level of just lib um, cuck, uh, cucking. I'm sorry. <laughs> my dad, my dad thinks Pelosi is doing her best. He, uh, he, he literally is just Technically like, true. He, <laughs> yeah. In a way that is true. Um, yeah, he. When I, every time I talk to him, I just can't get past like, well, you know what? We had budget surpluses under Clinton, and now we got a goddamn Russian asset bleeding the country dry. I tell you what, Biden needs to get in there and he's a prosecute. He's not going to make Obama's mistakes. And it's just like I'm not even mad at boomers anymore. Like they they can't they can't help it. And you know what? We shouldn't be mad at them. We should look at them with like tenderness, not quite pity because they're that, that's the bridge too far. <laughs> but like. I look at boom being mad at them is like being mad at a rainstorm. Like every boomer is just Lenny from Mice and Men. That's how. It... <laughs> but nowhere near as sweet. Yeah, just uh, like I, my dad just like I like it here in America. Tell me about America, Rob, like you have before. <laughs> well, Dad, Dad, I want you to look out. Dad, look out over that lake there. See how the water's as balanced as as the budget under Clinton. Now you look at that lake, pops. Dad. Dad, we're going to get a little timeshare, okay? <laughs> and we're going to have a Margaritaville. Yeah. <laughs> and some Skidoos. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe one of those I voted stickers that you like so much. And my dad's just like, I'm going to get two stickers. <laughs> and that, that's not how voting works, but you can't explain that to him. So you just, you just drive him to the coronavirus hotspot slash Cracker Barrel slash polling location. 
And as he gets out, you just hear, we're going to take back the Supreme Court. And it doesn't matter. He's gone now. <laughs> He's gone. That's how every boomer should be handled. They, they can't handle a fucking sugar glider without crushing it. They're not going to figure out democracy. <laughs> just give them the, uh, the like, liberal uh, uh, white uh, Biden coloring book or, like, whatever, and just let them have fun as they slowly d- drift to the abyss, like, on a boat, you know? Good luck to all of them. I hope they buy as many compounds as, as their heart desires. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, there was a really dope article about bunkers. Unsurprisingly, as COVID hits and then fucking Great Depression levels of unemployment are hitting everywhere, um, all the doomsday bunkers are getting snapped up. It's a hot market right now, hot real estate market. And uh, so the Verge had this article about it. Let me, let me give you a, a, the pitch here. So the one he's talking about is uh, called Vivos. A global community of apocalypse bunkers. Uh, the idea came to CEO Robert Vincino. Vincino? Vincino? Whatever. There's nearly, not a, there's not an acceptable proper noun in this sentence so far. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, nearly four decades ago, in a moment of inspiration that featured a crystal clear female voice in his head, it said, Robert, you need to build deep underground bunkers for people to survive something that is coming our way. That's just the Bobby voice. Everyone named Rob has that. <laughs> just having Cortana just come in your head telling you that you need to fucking uh, buy a bunch of bunkers so that you can save the world from Obama. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's fascinating that he was like, it's specifically a gendered voice. Because uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, when my head talks to me, it's it's always just whatever it's normal amorphous voices, which is usually just someone who hates me. Yeah, I'm. You know what? That's. I was actually joking. Cort- Cortana is is never gonna fucking come in my head because I've got lost on Deviant Art and she is violent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I hate. Let me just say, I fucking hate this. I'm gonna listen yes. politely, but it fucking drives me insane uh, that like rich boomers are buying bunkers. Like it, it's yeah. bunkers should inherently be cool. That's like there's a whole, there's literally a tendency of socialism about how cool bunkers are. <laughs> it's not even the craziest one, but like when they, when when american boomers do it especially now this is literally no different from like weebs buying fucking 62 hrc custom folded meteorite katanas like it just (laughs) it's an extravagance that almost certainly is not helping you protect yourself regardless of the strength of your fantasy as a weeb i can imagine just filling mine with just absolute just insane posters of waifus like like those guys who like show their like uh their like collection of like you know just a weird like half naked figurines and glass boxes and like all that stuff because that's what i would fucking do with them honestly the the dudes that have fucking uh asuka langley's tits as their mouse pad are smarter (laughs) because at least they're using their bullshit Mm -hmm. for its intended purpose the people buying these bunkers are the same people that are already currently in fucking enormous palatial estates and like already losing their mind they're they're fucking becoming antediluvian vampires now just because they can't go to fogo to chow and be (laughs) served they're not they they can't survive now there's no way that they're like oh now i got this bunker i'm sure i'm gonna be mr cool the, the fucking apocalypse happened and, and you were throwing your Starbucks cups through the drive through window. You're not, the bunker's <laughs> not going to help you. And you know what? I know you speak basically enough Japanese to get kicked off of the teaching English uh, <laughs> discord, but you're also not a samurai. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. I mean, before I continue, the general premise of a doomsday bunker, right, is that you go to a safe place to ride out doomsday you never interact with other humans again we've had two months of quarantine and already people have proven out that that is not a way you survive mentally 
everyone just goes insane and kills each other. So the whole concept of a doomsday bunker to me feels like it's just been debunked by the last, I don't know, actual reality in the last If a months. fucking Polish person with a water pail can counterfeit your bunker, it's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that meme where, where like it, it showed that like these guys have been like training for this all their life. They're like, I can survive in this place for two months without having to go outside. And then immediately, first sign of quarantine, they're like outside protesting, like, I need haircut, I need Baskin Robin. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, like, come on, this is literally what you've been fucking training for. Like literally half the three percenters are having panic attacks over not being able to get haircuts, and the other half of them are just bald. <laughs> that's what that's where we're at uh but so this guy heard the uh voice in his head and uh he didn't continue on with his bunker project until 2008 <laughs> and uh the the author of this article who i appreciate notes kindly that that's the year obama was elected like yeah. yes we get it he's a racist old white guy like check <laughs> well maybe he just had a lot of faith in bear Stearns. like that, that was his <laughs> north star which sounds deranged but i bet there were guys like that Oh, absolutely. I mean, these these things don't cost like nothing. They're they're pretty expensive. So, well, so I'm glad you said that because they actually have uh, two different what they call survival campuses. Um, so w the big ones in South Dakota, Jesus but that's Christ. that is Calling that anything is a campus. I'm sorry, just absolutely chills me to the fucking bone. Like if you call like 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 the Google campus or like Apple campus or like whatever, it's so ugh, upsetting. So they have. They have what's called, quote unquote, down market bunkers, right? So the ones in South Dakota are their cheap bunkers. The expensive, super rich ones are in Europe um, or in New Zealand. But uh, unsurprisingly, the reporter doesn't get to talk to those people. So we won't hear much about that community. Um, but these are 35K a pop. Uh, doesn't seem like they come with anything in them either. It's literally just a concrete bunker. That's it maybe some air filtration system or like some some way of pumping air in from the outside but like and i say that because in another part of the article it talks about a dude installing his own plumbing into it afterwards after he bought it so i think it's straight up they just poured concrete in the ground and went all right 35k yeah guess what every bunker costs four thousand dollars because that's how much it costs to get a black market mp5 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so as as the author notes for this article like the trend has a weird dark side you know that the, the normal conservative oh, does it the normal conservative <laughs> sense of like i mean besides the fact that they're called doomsday bunkers or apocalypse bunkers uh the guy actually puts this in a, a beautiful quote too the have-nots are going to go after the haves vincino tells me they'll knock on your door and if you don't have enough to give it gets ugly Oh, yeah. There, there. See, in my mind, I'm imagining like a road warrior situation, but I know in their mind, they're just thinking of like an 11 year old black kid who's like, hey, do you want to sponsor my basketball team? And, and they're like hitting the panic button on their fucking ring system as hard as possible. <laughs> I mean, yes, that is these sort of people. The person, the family profiled in this absolutely is the like older, white, and just terrified of everything. There was a guy in my old building. I used to live in Manhattan and he was um, really obsessed with setting up the, uh, you know how like in New York, there's always like those, uh, those things that say like nuclear, like safety place or like whatever. So yeah, it's he, pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. But he had, he was this old Russian guy too. And he had like created in like the storeroom when like, I was down there doing laundry and he like had the door open. He had created like this like weird, it was almost like a nerdy game room, but like preppery and i was like what are you doing in here man and he was like you know like in case in in case bomb happened and i was like okay man like whatever but he was really gnarly it's weird can to i just say York. uh uh just because uh life is weird i've actually been in like the defcon bunker in new york for like if a nuke hits trust me you want to get hit by the nuke 
Yeah. A hundred percent. It it is it is entirely what like uh it, it's like Fallout if the executive producer uh was Megan McCain. Oh god. <laughs> Which actually Todd Howard, I'd take that. <laughs> Let's see what she can do for a little bit. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh Fallout 4 could use a little bit more uh, on the father story, and I feel like Megan could deliver that. <laughs> I mean, I've read almost no books, but I did read Hiroshima, and yeah, I'd rather just get vaporized by the bomb. Everything that came afterwards was so yeah. much worse. It literally looks like a Coles, but it's underground, and there's a lot of flat screens with which you can watch. I don't know what you think you're watching. Again, this this whole experience has been like, why would you want to survive and then be trapped inside? Like, l- genuinely, not the kind of insider you have now but windowless, no outside contact of any kind, no even like signals coming in. So you can see a preening uh, Vanderbilt spawn, Anderson Cooper going like, ooh, ah, this radiation is <laughs> a little spicy. What's this? Is this Indian? <laughs> Fucking I mean, idiot. So uh, the bunker thing is dumb as fuck, uh, but the general trend that you're starting to see everywhere is people being like, maybe we shouldn't live in the city anymore. That one I kind of get. Yeah, I am. I am starting to understand that, especially like living in New York places like yeah, like New York. You're like, look, I'm I'm fatalistic as a Polish person, but like it seems like everyone's either going bunker prepper or just like full mask of the Red Death. Like that that's the only (laughs) identities left. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess there's BTS Army Stan, but what matters is that they're all delusional. There's a there's a chance that like we have to bail for a few months if it comes back hard in the fall like because ours yeah. is based on leases right so if our lease is up and things are going apeshit then it's like why would I renew New York prices for a city I'm not allowed to interact with right for a tiny place that I can't move around in to interact with no people and no things and no restaurants no outside nothing they're trying to make it feel like like old New York to their credit like there's a hotline our neighborhood has where like um, if you see a, a a brown person who's distressed or in trouble. You can call the NYPD and actually watch them uh, harass them from your balcony. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have any of the usual <laughs> griminess. My parents are trying to convince me to to, to go back to California. My, my mom's in Oregon and my dad's in uh, in California still. And they're trying to convince me to fly back. And I'm just like, dude, I could be a carrier. It's not worth it. But they're like, well, what, like your lease is up in July. Like, why not come back then? And I'm like, fuck, do I really have to make that choice right now? Like, you know what I mean? It's really shitty. I mean, yeah, the weird, that's kind of where we're at, too. Although yeah. my parents are trying to get me to go to Florida. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, my parents are trying to get me to go to Florida, too. My dad's just like, hey, you know what? I got the whole house to myself. You know, we have some good times down here. Just come down, ride this bad boy out. And he's, he's like, and I'm like, Dad, you understand I'm from New York. Like, I will probably infect you, and then you'll yeah, probably die. He, he's like, yeah, buddy, win-win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, there's many places I'd be willing to escape to. Many. Florida's not one of them. Uh, Florida and Mississippi are probably the two places that are not even possible. Those are, those are fuck knows. But Brett tried to sell me on a houseboat the other day, and I'm like, you understand wow, that's that, Florida like, energy right there. That's got, real guy, Florida energy. Guy with like a dad brimmed hat from Fort Lauderdale who's got an idea to escape the apocalypse using a houseboat is literally Telltale's The Walking Dead episode one character. That's, that's who that is. Houseboats literally. rule though. I mean, don't. where? Here or like in Florida? Uh, in non city spaces. This guy's nautical wisdom starts and ends with Assassin's Creed series. <laughs> I've started to see like Joe Rogan being like, maybe I'll go to Texas after this. 
It's like, I don't know about that one, but I get the appeal of like, maybe I should leave my giant packed urban area in which this kills more people than average. And it's like, I mean, yeah, that's just fucking public health wise. That makes sense. I understand you guys like, and this is something that I don't blame you um, because it, it's ideology and American exceptionalism. And, and like when you are raised in the Imperial Corps, like you absorb a lot of propaganda, you know, the people that say that any sort of, you know, left movement has to be led from people outside America, people that aren't, uh, white men like I get that because we just internalize so much of it so like when you have these ideas about individually I'm going to go here I'm going to decide to get a houseboat or I'm going to go to, to Texas or California like I get that but I'm just like I am I'm trying to be conscious of the fact and, and be good about this I'm not just going to individually set out somewhere I am going to end up going where wherever my warband of feral raiders decides democratically <laughs> it's only fair yeah, and I mean we can't do the houseboat. All that's why I say all of ours for every regular person I know it's based off of leases. Yeah, the people with money already fled. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of, uh, since we're talking about bunkers anyway, and like leaving the city, there's this interesting idea on how to bring restaurants back, and you basically create uh these little pods. Uh, they look like little baby greenhouses, right? And so the table that you're in with your group sits in the greenhouse and they bring you these like long trays and the, the waiters have masks on and everything and then slide them in. And so that's, that's their concept of how to bring that's restaurants how back. much Americans need to be served. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Netherlands where yeah, they started this, this. because it, it, it piggybacks on this other really weird concept called uh dome dining, which I don't know if you've seen that before. No, no, but I met your mom. <laughs> she taught me about it. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bigger thing on the West Coast, but the idea is it's like a weird mishmash of indoor-outdoor dining where you have like sort of like an outdoor dome. Uh, I saw some in Virginia as well. Um, So you have like an outdoor, less greenhouse and more of like uh, a clear igloo kind of looking thing, right? And you go in and you have your food there and there's like a few tables. This is that, but even more personalized. I just, I don't understand it. Like... We, we could just make red sauce pasta at home, but for some reason, some percentage of us feel the need to like get in a car and drive to a restaurant where you can't even see the fucking farm to table exposed brick, all the chrome you love. You can't, <laughs> you're just sitting in a fucking orb just so that you have the opportunity to answer the question like, oh, would you like the hormone free menu? And you get to say yes and culturally signify that. And then uh, a Honduran comes out that has to be nice to you or a member of his family dies or gets deported. That appears to be the value add there because, again, you can make food at home with a 0% chance of killing anybody. It, it also says that they have to wear, like, the, the waiters are, like, basically in, like, like fucking suits and, like, the like the mask and everything like that. Like, where it's basically... So you and your fucking vapid boyfriend yeah. can be like, oh, it's nice that we're out connecting with people again. Kill yourself. I mean, I go back and forth on this one. I get the appeal if you're desperate to go back because they're also saying it's, like, even beyond this, if like the fear is more pandemics or this is a thing we never get a vaccine for, which is what they're starting to fucking say now. Great. So what is the long term solution here? And it's like, I don't love any of this, but I do like going to restaurants. My I know what my cooking level is. I can't match someone from literally any other culture and their tradition who actually know how to cook. So it's nice to go out to eat. But am I going to go anytime soon? Probably not. I'll just pick up. It's fine. Yeah. Also, like, yes, I appreciate the food of other cultures, but I appreciate them so much. I'd prefer someone who's a master at it not be virally exposed so that I can have an extra samosa. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. more of an interesting longer term thing. Short term, this is it, it, insane. It's a prophylactic that kills the entire fucking experience. So it's just condoms all over again, and I refuse <laughs> to participate. <laughs> uh, I mean, but I also I'm just picturing like all of Soho, just like all of the fucking uh, uh, just sidewalks just being crammed with these tiny plastic domes that just look like it's a fucking like hazmat fucking area just filled with rich people who are just, you know, holding their rosé and just the Instagram influencers just posing in front of them. And it's just I giving hope- me so much anxiety. I want to die. I hope they make them circular so I can just run up and roll them down fucking Broadway like Family Feud. <laughs> I like. No, was it a double dare? <laughs> I like the idea that that they're like trapped with the sidewalk, so like each of them has their own unique smell with it too. <laughs> oh, we got the urine one this time. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> I mean. I feel for the restaurant people. They're desperate. That's really where this is coming yeah. from. Yeah, it's, no, all it's of less, it sucks. It's yeah. less for demand and more that they're like, we're trying to not also be out of business and all of us on the street too. So like, what are what we going to do? What if we just support the workers without, you know, endangering them? Fucking wild concept, right? Like, <laughs> I'm kind of with them on this one. That clearly is not going to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's not, but it's just in an ideal world, there is kind of a solution for that. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, yeah. Profit, no, no, I agree. profit over it's lives, just, obviously. It's just here, it's like, all right, well, if everybody's abandoned you, what is your solution? And they're like, ah, fuck, I don't know. I'll give you a greenhouse. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good one. They're like, listen, I'm fucking, I'm grasping straws here, guys. Yeah, this is hitting Brett especially hard. I don't know if you've seen Band of Brothers, but in episode three, I think, replacements, <laughs> Malarkey goes uh, at the very end of the episode to the, the, the like laundry place for the division. And they're like, Malarkey, hey, while you're here, you can pick up uniforms for these other guys. And they, they're like, Smith, Woodhaven, Wesley, and they're all people that are no longer with us. I, I heard what I was sure was sobbing, and it was Brett reading the Grubhub Top 100 and just <laughs> reflecting on all those restaurants that are no longer with us. <laughs> he, li- he literally said, I don't even know where to go now in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> just reading the eater list of all the ones that have gone out of business. You just cry and get PTSD flashbacks. The thing that sucks about America is we have such a, a limited social safety net that even like fusion restaurants going out of business in Manhattan sucks. We can't even enjoy it because it means that people are having their lives ruined. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just two bits of uh, good news here. First, um, Ohio started a website in which you could report people who were on unemployment but didn't come back to work when their jobs reopened because they were afraid of getting COVID, you could report them so they lost their benefits. That's fucking evil. I think we can all agree. Uh, enough people agreed that some hackers created a script specifically to bombard the website and kill it to the point that the state of Ohio went like, yeah, I know. Fuck it. I guess we're just not going to do that anymore, which <laughs> genuinely rules. And the hacker actually described it as this is my version of direct action, which uh, you are already the best leftist hacker. Yeah, Congratulations. <laughs> Well done. That's so much um, better than like anyone who has a bunch of flags in their fucking uh, display name does every day. <laughs> genuinely, this is the most I've ever like been proud of uh, hackers. Yeah. I mean, uh, since like the 90s, I guess when they put Angelina Jolie in that mesh top. That was a formative <laughs> moment for me. <laughs> Hack the Gibson? Come on. It makes total sense. But yeah, this is great. Good for them. It's nice to see the an- anonymous people actually like, you know, going after a target that has... I don't know, any cause whatsoever. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, this is up there with all the times they rob people f- of their Bitcoin wallets as like genuinely great things. Yeah. So that is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I always, I've always enjoyed those. <laughs> I was I was for legalization of online poker, and then the other night, because apparently, like on Twitch streaming, on like Twitch streaming, poker is like a really big thing. So I was like, oh damn, I could play some poker online again. And it was uh, to sign up. It was like, well, we can't take Visa or Mastercard, but if you buy Bitcoin, you can transfer it to. Uh, to your online wa- I was just like you know what I'm glad this shit's illegal like what <laughs> any anytime any system that involves purchase of bitcoin anywhere down the fucking flow chart is a bad system basically yeah that's like the biggest red flag possible for me they're like well you can access this once you give us the magical dollars I'm like no nah, I'm out there's like a list of of terms where if you see even one of them you should just pull the ripcord right like there bitcoins in there uh, a febophilia's in there. <laughs> uh, letter of Mark is in there. I think Fortnite dollars are like much more important than Bitcoin, in my opinion. That will be the new economy. When I was homeless, I I sold Counter Strike skins and lived for two months. <laughs> not a joke. I sold a graphite uh, mint condition AWP to a Saudi prince for like seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> The original Bitcoin. Actually, no, that had more value because you had to do more yeah. to actually get it. I'm just, uh, you know what? That sounds sad, but uh, selling arms to the Middle East, my dad's never been more proud. <laughs> <laughs> Today, you are my son. Uh, speaking of streaming, this isn't one of the pieces of good news, although I guess it is, depending on who you are. Uh, unsurprisingly, uh, streaming has gone up an insane amount. So they said, like, and the industry at large is up like 99% from last year uh so just the one month uh from this time last year it's up 45 percent. but for the whole year it's up it's basically doubled streaming has uh and they're like literally all i shouldn't say uh almost all of that growth comes straight from people trapped inside of covid gg gamers I, good job all of it is straight poggers i hope that sounds right to all my fucking zennials or like whatever the fuck you are <laughs> i have to say like it i've definitely been watching more streams like if you caught me even a couple months ago like Hey, uh, you should register a Twitch account so you can watch. I'd be like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Like, I, there's mm-hmm. no fucking way. But I've been watching a good number, like probably a, maybe two hours a day. I watch Twitch now because I just have a list of channels and they're all run by my friends. Yeah. Like, like yeah. if I have an option to turn on the TV and it's just like fucking brain melting nonsense from people who, the worst people in the world essentially, or people doing a hobby that i enjoy uh who are friendly and good and like morally acceptable people yeah that that's i get it it's cool i'm I mean, watching that makes sense especially because people like you don't know how to enjoy anime and that that would yeah, be the third option. honestly because that's all i've been doing is uh doing anime but i have been considering uh, <laughs> streaming as an e-girl who games i feel like that's kind of my only pathway uh to get to uh you know not uh poverty levels in this new economy so you know we'll see <laughs> I'm going to be, my job, I'm going to pivot to Twitch streaming pimp. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> but like okay. a literal pimp where I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take you girls. That know, here's, the, here's the thing. Listen to me, sweetie. Like you, gaming is it's wild out here. Okay. It's wild. And you don't have someone to take care of you. You don't have some set you up. Let me, what sort of lights you got? Uh, I mean, I've. Yeah, that's what I thought. But don't worry. You're too pretty to be stressed like that. So here's the thing. I take 10%. You got an age and it'd be 20. Okay. You choose me. I leave that to you. No pressure now. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, we can't get the dubs until we get the subs and we can't get the subs until we get the simps. 
This is supply chain management. <laughs> <laughs> and the nice thing is, it's really easy to change that resume in the future. Just uh, autocorrect, uh, fill and replace uh, all the pimps a producer, and there you go. There we go. <laughs> I'm trying to be the Harvey Weinstein of Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I wouldn't do that. Um, that's fucking Ninja earned it. <laughs> <laughs> they did say that almost all the growth is on Twitch, which makes sense. Like a little bit, whatever the weird Facebook Live platform is, which I haven't touched. Uh, YouTube and then Mixer, which is the Microsoft one. I'm not sure how I feel about society writ large uh, getting on Twitch show because... Like Twitter sucks, but Twitch culture is a level of depravity that like maybe I'm just old, but like this is this is apropos uh, of nothing, but like so I've been playing Dead by Daylight. It's mm -hmm. like this really camp basically it's it's freeze tag, um, but using like campy horror movie properties. So you're Freddy Krueger, you're Jason, and you chase around like Ash from Evil Dead and the characters from you know, Halloween and Jamie Lee Curtis, oh, that sort of shit, right? And so I usually play the killer. I play as the scream man because uh, he's sort of funny. It's funny to look at his little face popping up over the over crates and stuff. And so what's fun for me is when I'll kill one of the survivors, um, everyone streams now. So they'll put a Twitch TV thing in their, in their name. And so after the match, I won't go during, that's not fair, right? But after the match, I'll go and I'll watch the game where I was just the killer from their perspective as a survivor. And, you know, it's it's been interesting to see, like, who is on Twitch, right? Because you will get just like uh, like uh, Twitch TV dot dot milk me simps just fucking utters <laughs> out, just, just fucking screaming. And then the next time you kill someone, it's just like a literal white supremacist, you know, like still trying to do riffs, but they're extremely racist. And then uh, yesterday... I was like, who's this guy, Death Lord 69 And I click it, and it's literally a 14-year-old boy. Um, <laughs> you know, which, which like, um, I know I already made the Harvey Weinstein joke, but it was funny seeing a 14-year-old boy scream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's an Epstein joke. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. Well, well, you know, it's easy to be a critic, but you sit on the hot seat and come up with it. <laughs> Sorry. No, no but uh, just, <laughs> and the thing I realized where I was like, oh, this is sort of fun-ish, you know, it's certainly bizarre. But then I realized like, wait, this kid is like really, this is like a prepubescent boy who's streaming on Twitch. Uh, maybe I'm old fashioned, but like his parents probably wouldn't let him like go out on the streets alone because the problem is a creep would talk to you. The most problematic person I saw was that 14 year old boy. He's just there casually. Like I, when I joined the room, he was like, yeah, I finned on my bitch mom. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> a guy came in during it like i watched five minutes of it a guy came in and was just like what's up cutie i'm a dirty dog tell me i'm a dog and send me outside and the kid without even a, a beat was just like simps pay the sub fee and, and then the fucking guy just kept role playing and he's just like doesn't even doesn't pause doesn't uh miss a beat just like oh yep another fetish subscriber on my dead by daylight stream anyway i'm 12 it's just i don't know what the future is gonna look like if this is your formative years. Well, now oh you can God. say that you've played with a 14-year-old boy, so... Congrats, Rob. Now you're part of the Libertarian Party. <laughs> I was a New York Democrat for like 10 years. Don't, don't tell me what I can and can't say. I voted for Cyrus Vance as Manhattan DA, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one of those things where like, I try not to get into a, lo a look into what it is to be a high school or middle schooler in this era, because like, 
there's no way it's not grim as fuck. So that that's sort of one of those where it's like, I kind of just don't want to know because I don't have any ability to change or adjust that. And I know it's just going to be horrifying. Here's the thing. Like, I was watching Pride and Prejudice the other day, and as, like, stultifying and as, and as oppressive as that was to the Bennett sisters, like, at least fucking Liz Bennett never had a simp demanding to see her feet. <laughs> <laughs> that was more of a Mr. Bingley thing, which we know, like, her older sister. Yeah, I was going to say, uh... Bingley's a foot guy, 100%. Uh, I don't even think that's debatable. Mr. Mr. Wickham uh, uh, trying to get the nudes through the DMs. Uh, Mr. Darcy. Darcy's an old-fashioned Chad. Uh, Darcy is putting most of his paycheck towards virtual lap dances, which he gets on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the guy at the drive through stripper pole. <laughs> Join us next week where I take on Emma. <laughs> you won't believe who is or isn't horny. What anime have you been listening to, by the way? Me? Or watching? I mean, I, I, I just started a fucking weeb chat because I'm just binging so much fucking shit. I'm watching... <laughs> what uh... have you been listening to? Just like, just like Ray <laughs> Charles, like like listening to Escaflone with his head going back and forth. Just like, describe the e-girl to me. <laughs> I'm watching... Well, her uh... eyes are as big as her tits. Okay. <laughs> I'm watching uh, Paranoia Agent right now. I've rewatched Noragami oh, twice last week because I really, really liked it. And I might start reading the anime. Uh, I mean, the, the manga. Uh, I just watched Paprika last night. I honestly, I have never binged so much anime in my entire life in these past three weeks that I have. Is, pap is Paprika Junji Ito? No, it's not. Uh, uh, but okay. I love Ito. I've, I've read, like, I think I'm on my sixth or seventh fucking Ito right now. And I'm such a fucking annoying about it that I have to read the hardcover. So it's taking a big yeah, hit in my at, fucking wallet. But uh... At fucking... <sighs> When I was at Langley, um, learning how to steal <laughs> e-girl valor, you actually have to read Junji Ito. Which one? Uh, the spiral Uzumaki? one, because Uzumaki's they make they make you favorite. get a tattoo. <laughs> uh, Paprika is also amazing. If you haven't seen Rob, Paprika is one of those where it's like it's not anime; it's just like a really amazing, Story. trippy way of doing things. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. I look at anime the same way I look at like the Amazon. Like I'm. It seems delightful. I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> That's how I feel about K-pop. And so, like, I, I I can't tell. Is it a bit or do you actually like K-pop? Uh, I actually like K-pop. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. See, that's how I feel about K-pop. I, I see it and I'm just like, I don't I don't get it. But you guys do you. I don't, I'm not going to hate on you guys because I'm a fucking weeb. I can't hate on anything. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, no. You, you can definitely hate on it. I hate on it, too. Uh, I, I hate most of the things that bring me happiness <laughs> just because most things suck. Ask but, all his ex-girlfriends. Yeah, but K-pop is, is actually uh, trying to make you happy, unlike my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> just as a weeb online, we're, we are honestly some of like the absolute worst people. So like I get it. So like I feel like I have no, no place to, to shit on, on the K-pop people. Honestly, though, the the anime thing, anime fans have in some ways gotten better just because it's gotten so broad. Like, yeah. it's just so broadly appealing to so many people now and the younger generation that it's it's less insufferable than it was, like, 10 years ago. Definitely. Yeah, it, for in, in K-pop Stan's defense, they both have more class consciousness and take more collective action, literally, than 99% of the online left. They, they understand that the bosses uh, exploit their workers. They understand that corporations are not your friends. They know how predatory contracts work, and they know that there's enough of them internationally that they can uh, get together and take these collective actions to put pressure 
uh, on the levers of power. They literally do that. They do million-dollar campaigns to either wish their favorite stars happy birthday or make sure that the entire uh, business route on a CEO going to Davos has to see, like, justice for Wano billboards <laughs> the entire way. The, the people that are just like, I'm thinking about doing mutual aid, but, like... I don't know. It's been pretty cold today. Those people should shut the fuck up and stand twice. One of my favorite <laughs> things, something. I remember, I think it was like a, two months ago or something like that. You guys did an episode where you guys were talking about the guy who like leaned out his window where like all the girls were like, like taking pictures. And he was like, ah, I love you or like whatever. And I, I watched that video. Like I was at work and I watched that video and I like almost laughed crying. And I was just like, fuck, this is like, this is the fuck. Yeah, that it, guy's king. Like, it, like, yeah, it makes you happy and smile. That, that guy's the, a hero. Yeah. Especially because it's just aggressive positivity. <laughs> you guys should both cross over. Anime is good and K-pop is yeah. good and they both have their positive qualities. I'm willing to learn, you know. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> I just can't get over how, like, Uncanny Valley, like, they just don't look like normal humans in K-pop. Yeah, they really don't. <laughs> I, I... Oh, is that what you did there? <laughs> is this thing on? <laughs> when I first moved to New York, um, and I, I I went to FIT, so like you know it was it was a, there was a ton of Koreans, and like those were like the my like first friends when I moved to New York, and I became I like got like really in with like the Korean community, so I would spend a fuck ton of time in K Town, and I learned a lot about K pop there. But then I realized all my fucking friends had had fucking plastic surgery to look like the k-pop stars when they turned 16 and i was just like what the fuck they're like oh yeah it's super common here like we all have fucking nose jobs and jaw jobs and i was like what the fuck like i mean i grew up in florida where everybody also got surgery to make themselves look like stars just porn stars so eh, <laughs> who am i to judge that i literally know a, a guy that did that yeah, I, I know high school multiple like high school girls in Florida that I knew that did I that. I mean, I'm from L.A., that's, that's so, you know, but, like, I mean, yeah, I like the way it was in Korean society was, like, you get eyelid surgery, like, mad young, and I was like, Jesus Christ, like, good. I mean, good for you guys. I have no fucking shame, you know what I mean, but... I do miss K-Town so much, though. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, K-Town was so good. Bonjai is, like, like, my favorite the, spot. the place will go if things ever get better. Yes. Just the, the mayor of K-Town. <laughs> <laughs> Not any of the buildings and what's going on inside. Just the absolute scumbags that are on that street 24 <laughs> Oh, yeah. We know all of them. I, I walk into... I walk down, like, 32nd Street, like, Hillary entering, like, a Conan for the Cure uh, <laughs> fundraiser. Like, people are just weeping and high-fiving me. <laughs> my first time in K-Town, I was a month in New York City, and one of my best Korean friends, it was his birthday. So we all went out, and, like, there was a bunch of us, and there was this one girl. She's, like, Korean-American, but it was her first time having soju. And so it's like 15 of us at this table. Hell yeah. We're all we're, we're all getting drunk with like the like like you know like South Korean Koreans like who like you so they understand. We're all drinking yeah, soju cocktail like it's fucking nothing. We're like, "Oh my god, this is like juice. It's fine." Next thing we know, this what that that one girl, she's throwing up on the birthday boy's lap all over the fucking table because she had no idea what the oh. fuck was happening and we had to fucking dip the fuck out of that restaurant so fucking fast. Look, that'll definitely that's a good K-Town night. That'll definitely happen. I, I was in a, a woo drip one time, mm. and th th mm -hmm. this 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 elderly lady, because me and Brett are, are big boys, and when we drink soju, we do like you know several bottles, um, and, and we drink just straight from the bottle, like we don't put it in the little thing, yeah, yeah. like we just drink it like beer. And just this elderly lady like leaned over and was just like, "Be careful, <laughs> take care of yourself." And, and like I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm big, and and she's like, I've heard that before. <laughs> and I'm like, stop riffing with me, lady. <laughs> yeah, no, that's soju rules. Uh, you're so like, good. I'm gonna, 
I'm going to have a good night. Hey, woo, let's all going to have fun. And then like four hours later, three people are on the ground and you're just on a bench like, yo, ja chingu apsil. It really reminds me so much of fucking New Orleans. It's amazing. That's what I love about it. It has that same vibe. Yes, you absolutely. Get, if you don't get banned from at least one place for puking too much, you're doing it wrong yeah. kind of thing. It's like, like tolerable Bourbon Street. It really is. Anyway, outros. <laughs> All right, y'all, that's it for us. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been Brett at Real Little Sport, Rob at Dumb and Awful, uh, Babs at Cowgirl underscore Bebop. Do you guys have your show and everything? Um, at Cloud Grifters, uh, and we will be back soon. So, yeah. Yeah, if you are an extremely online left Twitter person, the the, the tagline for Cloud Grifters is like, buy, what was it? Like, buy, buy left, left Twitter, Twitter for, for left, left Twitter. Twitter. That's great, because it, it took something inspiring and made it horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Which we try to do. the most American thing you can do, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, check that out. And then uh, pop in Discord if you want to talk to us. We have back episodes on Patreon. Um, I We have got like two or three episodes written, bonus episodes written. They'll be dropping shortly. And uh, as always, uh, rate and rest review if you are willing. Um, it makes a huge difference. The algorithm is our lord and master. So uh, anything you can do to, to make it like us better would be appreciated. Thank you. But thanks for listening, y'all. 